0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Hello and welcome to the Wildcat Scoop podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Shear, here with...
0: Jason Shear.
1: And this is the first podcast of 2023, I think. Yes, 2023. And Arizona basketball is playing against Washington this Saturday.
0: Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait, no, wait. Nope. What day of the week is Listen, it? Listen, here's what happens. You get New Year's, <laughs> the Monday, the Sunday. It's all messed up. Shelby yeah, doesn't this whole week is
1: now. messed up because I had Monday off work. and Saturday yes, is not Saturday tomorrow. Saturday is not tomorrow. Thursday. Arizona's playing Washington on Thursday.
0: And it feels like Saturday because it's at 9 p.m.
1: It's going to be at 9 p.m., which is such a great time slot for the number five team in the country.
0: Four team in the country.
1: Did they move already?
0: No, I'm moving them up.
1: Oh, you just decided that right now. Yeah,
0: because you call them off tonight, so I'm okay. moving them up.
1: Well, as of this moment, they're still number five. Well. Ignore Jason. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so that's why we're here. Yep. We're a little discombobulated because our daughter had our first flag football scrimmage tonight, and we were absolutely freezing, and <laughs> we still haven't warmed up yet. Um, but, yeah, we're now we're now like sports parents. It's kind of weird.
0: I'm just on my grind.
1: Jason cannot absolutely stand the opposing team's coach. Well,
0: hopefully he doesn't listen. So we're going to keep it like that.
1: Wow. Are you really pissing out right now?
0: No, but. You were
1: talking uh, so much (laughs) crap on the sideline. I
0: I just think when you're coaching nine year olds, you got to keep it relatively simple. Brielle's coach is awesome. And the other coach uh, that Brielle's team scrimmage was out here teaching zone, man to man, like nickel defense to nine year olds in flag football two minutes before the scrimmage. And they had no idea what they were doing on defense. And
1: subsequently, they got their asses kicked.
0: Shelby, come I'm on. I'm
1: sorry. They did. Come on. Whatever. Um, so, yeah, we're sports, kind of sports parents now. Meanwhile, our older one thinks that she wants to take up fencing, and we both just started laughing because she's the most uncoordinated person we know.
0: That's yeah, a good way to end up in the hospital. And,
1: uh, yeah, so, Happy New Year. But we're here to talk about Arizona.
0: That was my coffee. (laughs) Jason almost
1: choked on his coffee. Um, Why hasn't Mike Hopkins found success at UW?
0: Because he sucks. Moving on. (laughs) Uh, You know, I think the biggest thing is there's two things that come to mind. Number one, in college sports, really in all sports, you're usually only as good as your personnel. And he can't recruit. And when he tries to go under the radar, he's not great at evaluating his roster construction isn't great, you know. You know you can only coach up guys so many times, and be that kind of coach that is able to to you know have success in in that regard. And he's just not like a super recruiter. And if you're not going to be a super recruiter, you have to be a really good evaluator. His coaching staffs haven't been great, um, you, you know, and and it hurts also. You know, UW. a lot of times when they were uh, successful, it was a lot of homegrown talent, and there hasn't been as much. And some of the guys that were, you know, from Seattle area, he just wasn't able to land. And I think the second thing is it is very difficult in this day and age to focus in on one style of play. And offensively, Washington has no identity whatsoever. And defensively, they're a zone team, and it's super unique. Not a lot of teams that – in the country do it and the ones in the country that do do it like a Syracuse, for instance, they're just not like Syracuse isn't very good anymore. Like the game kind of passes certain people by, but, um, you know, Mike Hopkins just is, I, you, I, you get the feeling this is his last year. Like if they're going to pay Kalen DeBoer a billion dollars to be their football coach and have money, um, eventually they're going to have to make the move, um, you know, in order to kind of get rid of Mike Hopkins, so I I would be surprised if this wasn't his uh, his last season.
1: Um, what type of team is the Huskies? Is or are?
0: I don't know. Shall I just read what
1: listen. you write, but I'm not sure that's right. Rawr, rawr.
0: No, that's not a husky. Eee. Yeah, uh, we embarrassed our daughter tonight. Shelby and I googled what sound a seahawk makes, and then we we just start ee, 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 ee and then she. She yelled at me, but it wasn't for that. I don't remember why. she. Oh, I told her on Saturday in her first game, I'm going to paint my chest Seahawk colors and go to the game shirtless so all the the football moms can get all hot and bothered. And the dads, too, because they probably read my website. Uh, Wow.
1: That was quite a shame of consciousness. Washington,
0: you asked me what kind of team Washington is. uh, Bad. They're 116th on Ken Palm. They're 88th in defense. So they're, you know, there's worse. The thing is, you know, I, I mentioned they have no offensive identity, Shelby. They're 247th in the country in field goal percentage. They are 212th in turnovers. When you play zone, you don't rebound. So they're 242nd in offensive rebound. They're 311th in the nation in three-point percentage. They're 182nd in two-point percentage. They turn the ball over at a very high rate, non-steal, so non-forced turnovers basically at 266. They get their shots blocked. They're 258th. Um, they don't pass the ball well. They're 309th in assists per field made. They don't shoot threes very well. Um, they don't shoot a lot of threes. But, you know, they're, they're, they try to base themselves around their defense, and their defense has been pretty good this season. To Washington's credit, um, their defense was better when they had Frank Kepning. the Oregon transfer. They had two seven-footers. They had Kepnang to block shots next to Braxton Mia, And then Kepnang got hurt, and and things kind of fell apart. They're just not as good defensively. They let up 84 to Auburn. They let up 80 to USC. Um, they're just not nearly as good without Kepnang, especially defensively. Now that's still their strength. You know, they're 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 not going to rebound. They're they're a bad defensive and offensive rebounding team but their three-point defense is 26 in the nation because of the zone and they actually are able to block shots out of the zone now the problem is the block shots is kind of a fake stat because like frank frank Kepneng has barely played this season and he's still third on the team in block shots so it's kind of a, a a blown up stat um a little bit they're they're a big team but again that's with Kepnang in the lineup but braxton is good they're they, they don't play their bench a ton. They're they're just they're not a very good team. And the thing is, when they're not hitting from the field, their defense isn't good enough to change the game and keep them in it. Offensively, they've had some really poor totals as of late: sixty-five against Oregon State, sixty against Gonzaga, sixty-one Auburn, sixty-seven USC, forty-nine for a game against UCLA because they just weren't hitting. And and if Washington, the biggest thing to me is is when you watch Washington on Wednesday. On Thursday, my God. Um, on Thursday, you'll notice that you can't it's very similar to like a Bobby Hurley team. You can't figure it out what the heck they're trying to do on offense. And sometimes that works. Like it worked last year a little bit when they had a guy like Terrell Brown. Their offense at least they had, you know, a guy that they were able to get up and down the court. Like, you know, last year they weren't necessarily a great shooting team, but they didn't turn the ball over as much, but they were fifty-ninth in tempo. Well, this year they're 137th in tempo, so they're slow and bad offensively, and that's just not a, a very good mix. So they're, you know, I, I don't know what team I would necessarily compare them to that Arizona's played already. Um, if you look at Ken Palm at, you know, Washington is 116. Uh, the equivalent team would be, you know, I'm trying to look right now. I don't even know if Arizona's played. The rest is football. Wherever you get your podcasts, all the best from Big Beats. Hey, let's look at Arizona's schedule. We're doing this live, so one sixteen. Uh, t- 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 the the closest would be Montana State was one fifty eight. So there you go. And Arizona beat Montana State by twenty one. So
1: that sounds pretty um, bleak for hmm. Washington. Yeah. Good for Arizona. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, next question. Uh, Is there a matchup you're actually looking forward to?
0: Yeah, me versus the ability to stay awake, I think, is the number one. I'm looking at this random cheeseburger that came on our TV. I don't know what was in there, but I don't know. Sorry. Uh
1: (laughs) Wow. We're really focused tonight. Um, This is the best podcast of the year. There is
0: actually one matchup that intrigues me in this game, and it's Braxton Mia versus um, Umar Bala. Braxton is actually pretty good. His his numbers are are wild. His offensive rating in the conference, uh, he's tenth in the entire conference. They they run a lot through him. He offensive rebounds well out of the zone uh, because of his rate. His rate is higher because no one else really rebounds on the team. He blocks shots, but he's basically a dunk machine. Uh, he gets a lot of buckets off dunks. In fact, he shoots in conference play, Shelby. He's shooting seventy seven percent from the field. Wow. Seventeen of twenty three from the field um you know he's 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 good he's shooting 70 percent from the field uh and and the thing is that he he really dunks the ball i mean that's that's basically his offense his true shooting percentage is 70 percent he's not going to shoot the three he's not going to stretch the floor um what i'm curious is you know those dunks you assume aren't going to be there because of umar balo and his Julius Tabella. so I'm curious, Umar versus Braxton Maya. Um, You know, Braxton's 7-1, 250 is a big guy. So that, to me, is is by far the most intriguing matchup. You know, they announced the Wooden Award watch list, the top 25. And Arizona probably won't admit this. Tommy Lloyd won't probably admit it. But um, they were kind of shocked that Umar Balo wasn't named one of the top 25 players in the country. Julius Tubellis was, rightfully so. But you know like Kyle Filipowski or whatever his name is on like Duke made it he's averaging 13 and 8 on 42% shooting Umar's averaging 17 and 9 on like 70% shooting like it's not even a contest and so i would feel confident in saying that i think i wouldn't be surprised if it's kind of like a message game like Umar there you know Umar probably doesn't care but this isn't coaches is are kind of like Umar like
1: you need to bring it up
0: yeah like come on man like show these people what you got so it could be one of uh one of those type of games.
1: You need some showboating.
0: Yeah, maybe he can flip off the fans again. That'd be cool.
1: Get some uh, wild plays in there.
0: That's a good. The only show.
1: thing is, is that Azulis isn't particularly showy either. He just like it's not does showy. Does it's it's work. stupid.
0: It's like respect. You know, follow college basketball.
1: Yeah. Well, Arizona. This always happens every year. It seems like. Um, where do you see the difference in this game being?
0: Arizona is one of the better rebounding teams in the country and has two bigs and Washington is going to play exclusively zone unless Mike Hopkins throws a curve ball. And there's no way Washington is going to rebound out of that zone against Arizona. And of course like I could say the difference is one team is good and one team isn't. That would be the, That's biggest. the main one. But to me, it's, you know, it's, it's, um, the fact that like they're going to get annihilated on the rebounds. I just think Arizona is going to absolutely dominate the paint. The majority of its points is going to come inside. The rebound numbers are going to be ugly. And uh, and Washington's going to have very little chance because of that. And then again, most of the individual matchups like Keon Brooks is their four, and he's good and all, but he's 6'7", He's not stopping his Julis in his own. There's no chance. Uh, Cole Behemoth is their their three-man he's whatever i think Pella, you know Pella is gonna have a good game that's my i know Pella has been a little consistent against the zone i bet you he has a good game but i mean arizona is going to throw big lineups henry's going to play umar julius there's just not really much that i think washington can do about it
1: okay well uh knowing all of that what is your prediction
0: yeah i just think arizona is going to have a tough time winning show washington no. I don't Um, think
1: that's going to happen. The
0: spread is 18. I've gone back and forth on this. Ken Palm has it at 18 also. I think Arizona's going to win something like 90 to 65. I A little bit bigger. Well, yeah, because I think the issue is that once Arizona gets up, Washington is so bad offensively that they're just going to start throwing up trash. And the size difference, the rebounding, there's going to be very limited second chances. I I just think that this is going to be one of those comfortable, we're back home and and we're going to kick the crap out of you. And Zones don't really pose a problem with Arizona. If Arizona's yeah. hitting the 3 2, it's going to be even worse. Than the that. students
1: aren't back yet. So no. it's just going to be.
0: Yeah, it, that doesn't matter. A though. lot
1: of elderly people. That doesn't matter. Well, I know it doesn't matter to the score, it just matters to the environment. I can't
0: believe you just called me elderly.
1: I mean, you and all the people in the press row. Honestly, I don't know how many people Wilbur. are going to
0: be there because it's a 9 p.m. game.
1: 9 p.m. is those people's bedtime who go to Arizona games.
0: Yeah, it's a late game. And it's on FS1. <laughs> We asked Jason's parents yesterday
1: yeah. what they were doing for dinner, like, you know, around lunchtime, just so we can make plans. It was like four. No, no. I asked at like oh, two yeah, o'clock yeah, yeah, yeah. what yeah, they were yeah. doing for dinner. And his mother said they were having um, burgers at a restaurant that we like to go to at 4.30. I mean, I don't even get off work until five. Big man. <laughs> a little bit early. So, yeah, they don't know what time things are anymore.
0: What is time? Time tired is a. Uh, time is fake.
1: I mean, to be fair, I didn't even know what day it was most of this last two weeks when we were off for break. So
0: So there you go. There you go.
1: Arizona versus Washington on Thursday. FS1. FS1, 9 o'clock.
0: Bear
1: and up. bear down. That's yep. all we got to say. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. To
0: you. To you. One more note, Shelby. We were able to watch the last 10 minutes of practice today. And for 15 minutes after, Julius Tubelas and Umar Balo did individual post work. And supposedly they do that every single practice.
1: Ballers. Ballers.
0: Ballers. Now streaming on Paramount Plus. You ready, Bob. Well, right. Audiences are raving. Bob Marley is electrifying. It's the feel good movie of the year. You dig? What's up? Bob Marley, one law. Rated PG 13. Now streaming on Paramount Plus.